Good day. From BNY Mellon Asset Management Canada, my name is Tim Wilcox. This podcast is for informational purposes intended for use by financial professionals only and may not be redistributed without authorization. The commentary, including references to the investment holdings and market outlook, are provided as of today, February 17, 2022, and are subject to change and are not to be construed as investment advice, recommendations, or solicitations. Joining me from Edinburgh is Myrtle McLean, Client Investment Manager with our affiliate Walter Scott. Welcome, Murdo. Thanks, Tim. So, Murdo, interesting start to the year, no? We read and hear a lot these days about inflation and rising rates, about market volatility and market rotation. Tell us what Walter Scott thinks and how the portfolios are positioned not only to protect, but to try and capitalize on this market environment. Yes, thanks, Tim. Uh, and, and thank you for the opportunity to talk with you again. I, I certainly think it comes at an opportune moment. Despite the fact that no one was perhaps expecting the year to start in quite this manner, in many ways, I suppose it was inevitable at some stage. With everything that the global economy has had thrown at it over the past two years, the performance of global equities has been quite remarkable. If you'd have offered us a rise in global equities of over 40% from the beginning of January 2020 to the end of December 2021, and also told us at the same time there would be a global pandemic, I'm quite confident we would have taken it. While the pandemic has played havoc with many of our lives, the experience for equity investors has been much, much more benign. And as we entered 2022, there seemed like there was much to be optimistic about. The latest variant of the virus appeared to be facilitating the path out of the pandemic. And likewise, the global economy appeared firmly on the recovery trend. And for many of us, a return to something resembling normality was within reach. So it's therefore somewhat ironic that after two years of remarkable returns for equities, January felt very different indeed. Companies that weathered the pandemic best began this year in strongly negative territory. And the question we at Walter Scott are asking ourselves is, what is it that's changed and what may be the best course of action to take for our clients? It seems to me the greatest factor that equity markets are dealing with right now is the prospect of the end to loose monetary policy. Despite this having been on the horizon for quite some time now, investors seem to have decided en masse, now is the time to hit the panic button. Expectations for multiple rate hikes are now heavily discounted in share prices. And equity investors have become accustomed to a lengthy period of Federal Reserve monetary largesse. Consequently, the forecast hikes in the US interest rates have rattled markets across the globe. With inflation currently running hot, fears may persist in the short term regarding its impact on growth and corporate profits. When we throw into the mix the ongoing threat of conflict in Ukraine, it begins to look all rather uncertain. And this is the uncertainty that equity markets dislike most. For two years, the world only had to worry about COVID-19. Now it feels like there are many uncertainties around us and the volatility in stock prices that we're seeing is reflective of a market constantly trying to price in these factors. Ultimately, we feel it's a rather futile exercise. If we consider interest rates, nobody knows when or by how much central banks will raise. If rates do not rise by as much as investors expect, they may be disappointed. Share prices of banks have risen strongly on the hope of better profits, but they may go into reverse. If central bankers are overly aggressive, 
They may succeed in killing inflation, but also the economy. So once again, in our view, companies that rely heavily on the economy will likely suffer in such an environment. Higher interest rates are not universally positive for companies. Indeed, many businesses that have been sustained by so-called free money may begin to find life more difficult. This, to me, continues to be a risk that simply isn't being priced in. And at Walter Scott, we insist that our companies preserve substantial levels of cash on their balance sheet, in addition to the strong cash flow generation that they have. This robust financial position may give those companies the ability to invest in future growth, even in the harshest of conditions, while other companies that they compete with are forced to starve their business of capital in order to survive. Can you give us some examples of such companies? Absolutely. We believe companies such as Intuitive Surgical or Edwards Life Sciences or even Illumina, those three companies are at the vanguard of innovation within healthcare. According to our research, each of those businesses spends between 15 to 20% of their annual revenues on research and development and continue to do that even in 2020 and 2021. It's because they operate their businesses in this way that enables them not just to preserve their market position in tough times, but actually to strengthen it and extend their leads over the competition. Inflation is another somewhat connected factor that's causing investors to radically change how they're positioned. Factors such as globalization, flexible labor markets, digitalization and automation have all proved to be effective counters to inflationary pressures. Many believe now that the pandemic has changed all of this, but these factors still remain very important for many businesses. The pandemic caused companies and governments and even regular people to to alter their behavior and in some cases extrapolate those conditions forward far into the future. We can see many car makers, for example, they cancelled chip orders in 2020, presumably believing that demand for autos would plummet but remain impaired for longer. And in fact, what we saw is demand bounced back much more quickly than expected, leaving them unable to procure those precious chips. This has led to a supply chain bottleneck, and the knock-on effect has been inflationary. Supply chains have become much more resilient in recent years, aided by automation and some reshoring of manufacturing. But in our view, they were always going to struggle to cope in the face of a global disruption that we've witnessed with COVID. In our evaluation of companies, we've long placed importance on those businesses that we believe are better positioned to weather periods of rising prices. Market-leading companies with strong brand or franchises may find it easier to share some of this cost burden with their customers. Strong balance sheets and healthy profit margins also cushion this pain. Another strength we believe, and one that can be found across our portfolios, is that of an asset-light business model. In other words, these are businesses that typically do not undertake the significant risk of burdensome capex cycles, which can often depress cash flow and profitability. And traditionally, such businesses can be found in industries like technology and healthcare, areas the portfolio is significantly exposed to. These businesses, rather than invest heavily in property and plant and equipment, invest more in research and development. The capital intensity of such companies is therefore significantly reduced. And companies such as Cognex, Illumina, and Fortinet are some examples of companies that sustain these high margins whilst not investing heavily in those areas. Companies such as TSMC and ASML 
crucial players in the global supply chain for semiconductor chips may continue to be well-placed to benefit. Their customers have been handed a strong reminder of just how important they are to their businesses. And it seems clear from this that their pricing power and profitability should remain solid going forward. Luxury brands have also fared well amidst the disruption. They too are facing rising input costs from raw materials, but we believe that the strength of their brands and the prestige that they carry ensures that customers should still buy, even if prices rise. LVMH's 2021 results showed that profits more than doubled when compared to 2020, and indeed are almost 50% higher than they were in 2019, before the pandemic. The company's owner, Bernard Arnault, expects momentum to continue in this vein and says he's not particularly concerned by inflation, given the flexibility that LVMH has with their pricing. The markets may well continue to be volatile because it's in their nature to focus on the short term. Every comment by the Fed is analysed over and over again. But at Walter Scott, we don't spend excessive amount of time trying to analyse factors that are outside our control. We instead busy ourselves with analysing and assessing how businesses in the portfolio are navigating the current environment, and more importantly, how they are positioning themselves for the future. Looking across the portfolio, we believe recent earnings results show that they are benefiting from the recovery. They're adapting well to rising costs, they're enhancing their productivity and leveraging their pricing power where necessary. This is what we would expect of world-class businesses, and it's for that reason that we continue to be optimistic about the future of these companies and why we continue to invest in them on our clients' behalf. It is in such periods that I believe our team-based decision-making and long-term horizon really comes to the fore. Well, thanks very much, Murdo. You've been very insightful today, and uh, we appreciate your time. In closing, on behalf of Walter Scott and BNY Mellon Asset Management Canada, thank you for listening. Should you wish further information, please send me, Tim Wilcox, or my colleague, Howard Gross, a note. Thank you.